You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today we're very excited to have a special guest preaching for us for our revival services. Now let's prepare our hearts as our special guest brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Being the preachers and churches that I've been to, I found out that churches that love the Lord They love to hear the pure word of God. I also found out that Christians who are playing with God do not like to hear the pure word of God. You're here this week because you want to hear the voice of God. You You are here this week. I mean, this is quite encouraging to me. You started Sunday... And end up tomorrow night, that's quite encouraging to me. Every year we're having tent revival and pray that my plan this year in the end of our four days revival will baptize masses of believers that got saved in the first day and the second day. That's something new that I want to see because I strongly believe that once you are truly, truly saved, no way to say no to baptism. Because that is your identity with Jesus who died for you. You just simply practically tell the world that he died for you. Amen? So please pray for us and we'll see how the Lord would lead here. And uh, I praise God right now, my backsliding Bible students and staff and two churches are listening my preaching. So hear me good, amen. <laughs> amen. I remember 2013, in the midst of my tent meeting, my father died. I mean, God blessed, God came down. In the midst of that big event, God took my father. And I said, let's go on. Because people are hungry of the word of God. Amen? Amen. So I hope and I pray for the white family and the other side that, that, you know, that, that, that thing that happened, God will just give them extra grace to face it. Turn your Bible tonight in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6 tonight. Isaiah chapter 6, and in verse, for the sake of that time, I would like you to read your Bible in verse, supposed to be my text is the first six verses, but I just would like to read verse 3, 4, and 5. For us to see the whole thing, let's read this. Verse 3, and one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of door move at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. After Isaiah saw the holiness of God. He saw himself in verse 5. There will be no revival, my friend, until you see 
the holiness of God. Because you'll never find yourself as wicked men without first seeing the holiness of God. Look in verse 5. Then I said, then said I, woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Let us pray. Lord, I pray tonight. Thank you, God, for this church. Thank you for allowing us to hear the word of God and just open for the leading and the working power of the Holy Ghost. Please help me. Please help Brother Kaufman, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Revival in such a time. Revival in such a time. What kind of revival do we need today? First, revival that resurrects the churches. My friend, our churches is dying. Revival means a return to life. Revival that rekindles our old-fashioned fire for the Lord. What kind of revival we need? Revival that rebuilds our broken fellowship with God. Revival that restores our Christian joy in serving God. That's a kind of revival we need. That's why we're here, because we need that. Now Isaiah here. He had a very special vision. I mean, listen to me tonight. When I see revival in a such, a such a time, I hope as I expound chapter 5 and chapter 6, you'll find out yourself that America in such a time need revival. Amen. What do you mean, preacher? Oh, there has never been more serious hour than our hour today. The troubled world and the moral slide count down. It is time for genuine revival. And genuine revival must start in our churches. But before it starts in our churches, let us ask the Lord to start in our heart. One young boy came up to the pastor and he said, Preacher, how do I get revival? How, how do I have revival in my life? The preacher advised him and he said, you, you, you take a talk and go inside your room and lock your room and draw a chalk around you and start praying that God will start revival. Because when God starts revival, he will start within that chalk or circle chalk. That's what we mean. That if you want community-wide, nationwide, first let's have individual revival and church-wide revival and family revival. My, my friend, that's a kind of revival we need. Amen. Isaiah here. The prophet, 
living in such a time. If you study chapter 1, he saw his own very own people, we were people. In chapter 5, we can see, look in chapter 5, we can see here how he described the sins of his own people. In fact, chapter 5, I called it chapter, the chapter of wars. What is that? There are five great sins that this nation committed. First of all, my friend, in verse 8. Verse 8, the Bible says, Woe unto them that you in the house to house, that lay, uh, lay field to field till there be no place, that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. The Bible says, Woe unto them. That's how the prophet described the sin of his people. It is a sin of selfishness. I hope you see that in America. And number one, my friend, that hinder a revival in our churches and in our heart because of too much selfishness. A prophet Isaiah said, War unto these people. And number two, my friend, look in next verse, in verse 11. Look what happened here, verse 11. He said, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, and that until night till wine inflame them. What is that, preacher? Jump in verse 22. Look in verse 22. Woe unto them that are mighty to, to, to drink wine. And men of strength of mingle of strong drink. That's another woe of his own nation. What is that? A sin of drunkenness. Did you realize that when America recognized and legalized Alcohol, that's the beginning of the downfall of America. God said to America, woe unto America. Woe unto America of Thomas selfishness. Woe unto America of drunkenness. Too much alcohol. My friend, not only that, we can see verse 18. Look in verse 18. Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity and seen as it were with a cart rope. What is that preacher? I mean that is the woe of stubbornness. His people is so stubborn. I would say that's the reason why God punish America because America is so stubborn about the leading and the working power of God in our lives. Amen? So stubborn. Oh, it's sad to say, and even I will tell you this, there are many Christian churches that are so stubborn too. Stubborn to the preaching of the Holy Ghost and stubborn in leadership in the church and so stubborn. Accepting the facts and the truths in the word of God. Woe unto them. Now look in verse 20. Oh God help us. 
Holy Spirit, please give us conviction here. Verse 20, war unto them that call evil good and good evil. And that darkness for light and light for darkness. And for bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. What is that preacher? What is that? That is insincerity. Oh, God help us. We have so many hypocrites in our churches today. You smell like a Christian. You dress like a Christian, but God knows that you are not sincere about your Christian life. God said, war. War unto you. Isaiah was able to come to the Lord. He saw his own people. He considered judgment because of this. That's why he said, woe unto you. Next verse, my friend, in verse 21. Isaiah saw it in verse 21. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. What is that? Pride. Can I tell you something tonight? The number one enemy of revival is pride. That's why God said, if, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, the number one enemy of revival is pride. What do you mean, preacher? Pride says, I don't need God. I can do my own way. Pride says, oh, I'm okay. I don't need church. I don't need the Holy Ghost. I don't need it. I'm okay. Your Christians are so prideful. God said war. We must be careful, my friend, about our welfare, about our condition. And Isaiah was able, my friend, to see this in his own people. So preacher, what you're talking about tonight, we'll just learn a little bit about this trans transforming vision of this prophet. First of all, as I said, what kind of, 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 of uh, revival we need? First, a new awareness of the character of God. Verse 1, according to this verse, chapter 6. Go back to that one. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Preacher, what is that? I mean, in the year that King Uzziah died, I mean... Powerful king, king that support the ministry of the prophet. When this king died, Isaiah sued the Lord because when this king was still alive, he has all this hope and trust and support from this king. But when the king died, that was the turning point that he has to look unto the one that could help him and give him what? He needs. Sometimes that 
taking place in our life, we have no idea that God can use that as a turning point of our life. Amen? Amen. This is what happened here. I mean, before when the king was still alive, he was so confident what he was doing because this king supported him and backed him up. But humanly speaking, when the king died, he said, I should not quit. I'll not get discouraged. I'll not be depressed. Instead, he come unto the Lord. And when he prayed and come unto the Lord, he saw the King of kings and Lord of lords. He said, "My, I have greater kings and powerful kings than King Uzziah. Let us learn tonight to trust that King of kings and Lord of lords. Because regardless of the circumstances, our king still in control of the whole thing, what's going on around. Praise God, this prophet saw the king of kings and lord of lords. Isaiah now, unable to look unto that king, instead he looks to God and finds out what God really is. As he looked unto God, he found out that that God and that king is a powerful God. That God is an all-knowing God. He is an anywhere God. He is an eternal God. I mean, he said, I lost this king, but I have a king of everything. I am reminding you tonight, let us trust, let us come to the Lord, who is the king of kings and lord of lords. What a blessing. What a blessing. That the Lord counted us as his children and considered him as our king. So Isaiah had to learn that God is holy. 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 Why he mentioned three times? Just by once, God is not holy. Oh, I'm telling you tonight. Isaiah found out. That God the Father is a holy God. God the Son is the holy God. God the Holy Spirit is a holy God. Holy, holy, holy. As I close my message tonight, there will be no revival unless you're aware of the holiness of God. Unless you're aware of the righteousness of God. This is what happened to his life. When he saw that the Lord was holy, totally God changed his life. Moses, take the shoes off of his feet because he was in the holy ground. The cross, the supreme example of God's holiness. God has never changed. He's always holy. Amen. He's always holy. Revival in such a time. A new awareness of the character of God. Number two, a new awakening of Christians' conscience. What do you mean, preacher? Verse 5 and 6. Go to that verse. 5 and 6. After he saw that the Lord was holy, and he saw God on the throne, then he saw himself, verse 5. Then said I, woe is me. Then said I, woe 
is me. Church, coming this way, I'm thinking that I think if your Christianity is truly deep in your heart, you cannot say that you are okay unless you see your people not okay. You are not good Christian enough if you don't see the condition of your people. In chapter 5, the prophet saw his people. In chapter 5, there are five woes that he mentioned his people. And when he saw the Lord, he saw himself. He said, woe is me too. It's easy for us to condemn the world. And we do not see our own heart. It's easy for us to condemn backsliding Christians. Christians who are not behaving. But my friend, if you just come closer to the Lord and see the throne of God and the holiness of God, you will never see anybody there but yourself. There's no room of condemning people. There's no room of judging people. If you're really, really a godly man. Why is it easy for us to condemn and judge people? We don't see the holiness of God. Amen? We don't see ourselves. Then she died, woe is me. That is in chapter 5, Isaiah saw himself misured by God's standard. He said, my soul, I'm not righteous. I'm so wicked. Please, please pray that after this revival, you find yourself that you are not worthy. It makes you humble. It makes you a good Christian. If you have that mindset and attitude that you're okay and other people are not okay, there's something wrong in you. There's something wrong. He saw the people and he saw himself when he saw the Lord. My friend, we are now in the days where 2 Timothy chapter 4 First Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 is being fulfilled. After preaching and, 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 and uh, preaching and teaching all this, our problem today, even our churches, our people do not have the conscience no more. We are a pastor for many years. How in the world? Christians claim themselves Christians and even lost their conscience about the things that is not right. We need an old-fashioned honesty. And by the way, it's hard to find an old-fashioned honesty. Hard. Even Christians. Hard. God help us. 
God, please, reawaken our conscience tonight. I just read the verse to you that during the time of the Israelites, they call evil good and good evil, light and dark and dark is night. What's going on around right now? What's going on? What's going on? Parents that got gay and, 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 and diverted lifestyle Parents just say, that's my baby boy. That's my baby girl. That's normal. Hey, my friend, we need God. We need to see the holiness of God for us to get back our normal conscience. You know why? Oh, my soul. Your media polluted your society. Your lifestyle. Only few churches today that really stand for God and for righteousness. Because if you preach all this, they would say, you're my enemy. I will not stay in the church because the pastor is my enemy. You don't like to hear that. Amen? You know what I'm talking about. But let us pray that God will give us this conscience. I mean, oh, rubber band convictions in our churches today. Yes, today and no tomorrow. Today they have this standard and tomorrow they change. By God's grace, since the time God called me, I told the Lord, that I will remain true to the book and true to God. I never change. People listening in my country, but I will tell you, I got a lot of treats in my country. As you know that you've been in my church, that just religious, religion is, Iglesia ni Cristo, Mormons and Catholics, they wrote me a letter and said, behave yourself. We're going to kill you. You're taking our people. You're converting our people. We will kill you. Scared me a little bit. <laughs> because I have still a beautiful wife. I was so careful. Why? Listen, my friend. <laughs> Remember that. Started, started teaching about this cult Iglesia Ni Cristo that Jesus Christ is God. And according to their teaching, Jesus Christ is just a mere man. I mean, I... I mean, I told the our operator on the radio station, hey, keep it nice and loud. <laughs> After I preached, a lot of stones at the back of our radio station. They don't want to hear that. Listen, the moment you start preaching the truth, 
The enemy is not happy. But praise God. Be true to God. And God will bless you. Let us not change a biblical standard whatsoever. There was one time a preacher from America trying to give me money and he said, I'll give you money if you do this and that. I said, okay, go home. Bring your money home. I am telling you right now, you cannot buy my conviction. You cannot buy my standard. You cannot buy my commitment to God. Amen. I said, bye-bye. I put him in the plane. I said, bye-bye. It takes my friend conviction. It takes godliness to stand for the truth. And only God can enable you. Only God can give you that conviction. That's why we need revival. Because humanly speaking, without the strength of God, without the power of God, it's easy to compromise or give an inch of a little bit. But let us always come to the throne of grace and see the holiness of God. That's the only way. That these prophets remain faithful unto God. Not only my friend. A new awareness of the character of God. A new awakening of Christian character. Lastly. A new concern for the souls of men. Verse 8. Verse 8. Look at that in verse 8. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here I am. Send me. Do not tell me that God revived you. Do not tell me that God spoke to your heart and you remain the same. Do not tell me that you said, My, we have revival. As I keep asking you, my first two days, and I said, are you really serious? After revival, then what? I just pray and hope that God, the Holy Ghost, will change things around in the life of your church. I just praise God that before your revival, the pastor structured the church. That church is organized. You leaders, it's ready to take off by God's grace if you have really, really real revival. Because the prophet, after he saw the Lord, and he said, Lord, send me. Amen? Amen. If God is working in you, you cannot stay. You cannot stay as you are. You cannot stay doing nothing. If God is really influencing you and working in your soul, you'll be like this prophet. He said, whom shall I hear? He said, I hear the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, her am I. Oh, the Lord's question, whom shall I send? Isaiah's response, he said, send me. People will pray almost anything else. But revival produces soul winners. And people 
Okay. As I close, are you willing tonight to go wherever the Lord sends you or leads you? Today, me and my wife were roaming around. It blessed me. At first, be here. I go to the parking lot at McDonald's. This guy came up to me, and I talked to him about the Lord. Praise God. Eight o'clock in the morning, this boy in the parking lot got saved, received Jesus Christ. Today, lead this thing. You have to go with ladies' thing sometimes. What is that ladies' thing? Woman thing. Make her happy. Go shopping. Amen. <laughs> and pick up little thing. For her, that's already shopping and buy nothing. That's what we call window shopping. Woman thing. While he was there because I'm tired of that thing. Oh, I hate that. But for my wife, to be happy. I have to drive all the way. Okay, I'll give you one hour and a half or two hours. While he was doing there, I, the Lord led me to talk to this lady here. And I talked to her. The Lord just said, talk to her about her salvation. And this lady here, a cancer that, you know, I, I told her, I said, my priest God, looks like you are not so busy today. My, I like that job. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, to make a long story short, I asked him about her salvation, and she said, Praise God, you sound like you are a preacher. And I said, Yes, I do. In fact, I'll be preaching tonight. And I said, I am a Christian, 100% with either I'll get to heaven. Hallelujah. Listen, my friend, that should be the attitude and the lifestyle of every Christian that loves the Lord. As I close, Christian, the Lord's question still sounds. What is the question of the Lord? Whom shall I send? What will be your answer? You know what? When your heart is right, you are ready to serve and say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Lord, thank you. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. We can expect new life in this church. After this long revival meeting, bless the words that have been preached to your dear people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.